Today's episode of Locked On Wild is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com You are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. It is your host, Joe Bully of ZoneCoverage.com, and with me from ZoneCoverage.com is Tony Abbott. Tony, how are things today? You know what, Joe? Things are just fine. Just uh, just day like 20 of playing. It's getting close to 20 days since wow. I've started playing Breath of the Wild, and uh, and I have I have logged a stupid amount of time in it. Uh, I am I am nearing the 100 hour mark. Wow! Okay, of playing Breath of the Wild. It is. Uh, I, I I suppose at some point Nintendo is gonna have to start paying us uh, for <laughs> me to talk about it anymore. So uh, basically, nothing's changed then. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Uh, just uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, got some uh, got some cleaning done today. It was a, it was a nice cool day. So I. I I made a little bit of progress on the cleaning project that I started like mm-hmm. ah, a week and a half ago, right about the time I started playing Breath of the Wild, to be honest. There you go. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing much is new with me, Joe. How about you? Uh, not a whole lot. Just um, plugging away through work. And then, uh, you know, I actually got to uh, watch a little bit of the exhibition game between the Twins and the Chicago Cubs. And um I don't know. I mean, it was like it was kind of nice to see baseball on the screen again. At the same time, I'm going, "What are we doing here?" You know, like opening was, days tomorrow, isn't it? I thought it was Friday I against the White tomorrow. Sox, but still, I, there might be some teams going tomorrow too. I don't know, but um, e- even still, it's just like I'm excited about the sports coming back, and it's going to be just like nonstop for the next couple months. But Man, when you when you got a state going with a mask mandate, it's like, should we be doing this right now? Should we be giving all of the tests and redirecting them to these sports players and away from the public? And, and even it, it seems like uh, I, I didn't read the full thing about the NHL's thing, um, but uh, I, I know that they're I don't know if they're getting tested more or less or at all. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the staffing around the NHL and uh, coming back. I'm assuming they're getting tech, uh, tested, but they're not getting like they're not getting like their full pay uh, with the NHL. Really? There's like a big New York Times story about it, um, and like I said, I haven't read it all yet or anything like that. Uh, but uh, it, it seems like uh, they're taking on a lot of risk and uh, and not getting too much benefit for that. So that sucks. Uh, what what are you gonna do? Our society's awash in problems. Uh, <laughs> uh, to quote my favorite, one of my favorite lines from the uh, from Office Space, it is, "Wow, that's messed up." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I uh, it is different watching baseball, and they're kind of piping in this white noise. You know, you know, in that every sucks. track, in every kind of track. Uh, you know, during a during a baseball game, there's always just kind of like that 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 buzz, that kind of noise that 
you hear the crowd that's just kind of talking or, or chanting, or whatever, but not, you know, not like the big cheers or what's whatever. Um, so they would have that during every little pitch. And then like when there's a, a put out, there's like or an uproar and like a, a cheer and stuff. That's that part's a little weird. I don't necessarily mind like kind of just the, the background noise so much as you're watching the, the, the crowd or watching the, the broadcast that is. And I guess that's, kind of makes me wonder what what is the NHL going to do you know are they going to uh, there's been talk that they might pipe in some noise but be really really weird if they do some audio roar like when a goal scored yeah I think, no, I think there's nobody that, there I think that really sucks I would like to hear the sounds of the game I can understand uh why you wouldn't do that cuz like the second like like the NHL has like nothing to gain from it basically Right. Uh, letting you hear what goes on on the ice because like if somebody like uh if somebody says like some sort of slur and, <laughs> and the the cameras and microphones pick up on that then like that's a controversy that uh that yeah uh first of all nobody wants to see that nobody, happen yeah no and, uh, and um, two, especially <laughs> the nhl doesn't want to see and have to uh to uh you know uh have that uh have that kind of overshadow uh, them playing games again so can't uh, you just see some meathead calling some other player from the other team a p-word which shouldn't happen by the way they shouldn't oh, yeah. be doing that but you can see that happening and things really going awry for not only the nhl and that team and that player um but um yeah it's again it shouldn't happen but i can see why they're they're they maybe want some sort of some sort of noise rather than just straight up uh, sounds of the game. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they'll do the goal horn for the home team when they score? No. Oh my God. Does that mean we'll finally have some games without crowd chant? I I don't know. Is that, are they going to just adopt the goal songs from, from the teams? Oh God, I I truly hope not. Or are they going to do it like they do for, um, the all-star game where basically it's not the main horn per se. It's basically just a reproduced audio production that's played over the loudspeakers. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's weird to think about like this in, in game ops and sound and music, and music is one thing. I don't think that's a problem, but like just the, the rest of the whole thing, like when goals are scored and, and all of that, I just think that can be, it's going to be really odd to watch these broadcasts from inside the bubble. Um, when these games actually get going. All right. We're going to talk about, uh, the upcoming series against Vancouver and whether or not there is a goalie controversy of Bruin in St. Paul. But first of all, Joe, I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. You're a dad. You've got kids, right? I do. I have three of them. And you know that every kid you have, right, you're going to get this question someday. And I don't know the answer, so I'm going to have to ask you right now. Are okay. you ready? Shoot. Yeah, go ahead. Where do auto parts come from? <laughs> auto parts come from uh, rockauto.com, actually. And, uh, you know, unlike the stork where they just kind of bring some random thing, you can actually go on rockauto.com, search through their catalog, and get exactly the part that you need for your exact make and model of your car. Huh, that sounds interesting. But usually when I go online and stuff, like, it, it's hard to, like, look around and figure out what's going on. Is, is rockauto.com like that or? 
No, rockauto.com's got an incredibly easy catalog to navigate. Again, you can search for uh, by make and model and for the year of, the, of your vehicle and find exactly what you need. And the, the best thing is, too, is like the pricing there is incredibly easy. It's it's just one price. You don't have different tiers for your mechanics or for your for your do-it-yourselfers or even just for you that just wants to get an oil filter for your vehicle that because you want to save some money by uh, – by not bringing it to the shop. So I don't even have to go to a store or anything. No, you order it right online. It's super easy to use. And uh, actually, when you do go and uh, an order from rockauto.com, make sure that uh, you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. But yeah, I mean, you order it and they deliver it right to your home. So you're, you're saying that I can have this miracle of the internet where auto parts just magically come to my door just by calling the store? I mean, asking rockauto.com to do it? Exactly. Simple, easy, and always reliably low. Wow. This is incredible. I, I never thought that uh, that I would ever get an answer to the question, where do auto parts come from? But I, now I know it's rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked on Wild here as we prepare for the qualifying round series from uh, be- between the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks from Edmonton. And, uh, you know, with the uh, the Wild kind of breaking camp here, I think they're going to have a scrimmage Thursday morning. If this doesn't come out, obviously, Thursday, but uh, 10 a.m. on their YouTube channel, you can go and check out their live scrimmage that they're having. And that's going to be the last hockey before they head to the bubble. They do a little bit of quarantining, and then they got an exhibition game against the Colorado Avalanche next Wednesday, I believe, if I remember correctly. And then it's then it's game time, and then it's this stuff's going on for real. So a lot going on, so this is our last chance to see it. But, uh, you know, I mentioned it in kind of our recap of the um, – my recap of the uh, the scrimmage from last Saturday was that, uh, you know, there there's – the goalies really are kind of the only ones that are maybe – uh, battling for their position. And I'm, I'm curious what you think if there's a goalie controversy at this point well, heading okay. into game one. Here's the thing with the goalie controversy, right? It's like a quarterback controversy. If you have two quarterbacks, <laughs> you have no quarterbacks. And if you have two goalies, Joe, sometimes you don't have a goalie. <laughs> and and I, I kind of think it's like that, where it's like, you know, this isn't a controversy because both Dubnik and Stalock have been like super this year. I know Stalock had some really good stretches, especially near the end. But we're talking about this being a controversy because both of mm-hmm. them have, uh, on on for the most part, struggled on the season. I right. guess I guess you know you could say Stalock was okay this year, and like I said, like towards the end he was really good. He got a save percentage up to nine ten, which isn't average. great but it's it's about average yeah you're you're absolutely right joe mm-hmm. um and and dubnik on the other hand uh struggled all year and could never really turn around 890 save percentage that is a that is a mm. big woof do you want to know what his uh his save percentage was in that year in edmonton where uh he completely fell off the table and uh and bounced around to three different teams oh i'm trying to remember didn't he f- didn't he plummet to like an 8 880 or something 894 so he actually did oh, wow. worse this year oh wow okay then uh then he did in edmonton that year and, so which is crazy because edmonton at that time and pretty much still is is an atrocious defensive team the minnesota wild uh we we've gone through the numbers a number of times we've talked about this but 
their defense and the and their defensive system in their own zone limits those those high danger chances and so their expected goals defensively rank up there with some of the best in the league yeah no uh that it should not uh be that bad that that save percentage should not be that bad with the quality of defense that's played in front of Devin Dubnik um so you know like i i guess i guess my initial reaction would be to uh to trust Alex Stalock over Devin Dubnik this year just because mm-hmm. Stalock has at least you know been average and like you know relative to ex- expectations too like right. he's he's been he's been perfectly fine this year. He's been he's been what you want in a backup goalie. Um can you uh can you really knock him for, you know, performing, you know, like a like a like a solid backup goalie but right. having to be the starter? I I don't think you can really knock him for that. Like I think that uh I think that you have to say like, you know, good job Alex. I I I I'm afraid that I'm coming off as too harsh on Staylock still. And I really <laughs> don't want to be. Um <laughs> just just kind of want to be like realistic and, and say that he was he was all right uh you know yeah, I, no, I, he, I wouldn't i i yeah you, you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying and i i know what you're saying is that if you have two goalies you don't really have a goalie and if you have three goalies what you have is a goddamn mess <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen that when it was kemper and backstrom and i even forget it was I don't know the year of like five goalies that year. Yeah, it, and then it was out. It was kind of at the tail end of the backstrom thing. We know in Minnesota that when you've got three goalies signed, and you can't really send one down, it's a disaster mm-hmm. for at least one of those players. And um, you know, I guess going into game one right now, I'm just wondering. Okay. Do you go with the gal that you know that you brought to the dance? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you just automatically defer to Staylock and just say, "Okay, here you go, there you got the job," or do you actually legitimately reconsider maybe a Dubnik if he impresses in camp, or do you go with the young kid in Kakinen? Yeah, and here's a, here's the thing I kind of want to lead off asking uh, you: Are we being too harsh on Devin Dubnik? Uh, not like. You know, not that it's like personal or anything like that, because it, it it never is, right? Um, but do you think that uh, that we might be a little harsh on Devin Dubnik, considering what he went through this year, having a major health scare with his uh, with his or in his family? Right, and, and I think that's. Hmm. You bring up a good point because it's like, do we just offer him a pass? Maybe we don't necessarily let him. Uh, maybe you don't let him play this year, or in the in this postseason for that much and maybe let him reconsider or re- come back next year and, and try to reestablish his position as a starting goaltender. But yes, I I'm inclined to like give him a pass. Like you shouldn't necessarily lose your job because you've had to deal with um, family medical issues, which is basically the, the exact reason why we have an FMLA in this country, you know, mm-hmm. in, in most co- in corporations, because you really should not be able, should not have to lose your job because you have to care for, uh, a family due to a medical issue, and I mean we, same... we should note that uh, you know it's not it's not like losing your job in the sense that you know like Devin Dubnik was obviously getting uh, right and compensated still. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and just like they always say in football, like you shouldn't always lose your job because of an injury. And I, and I, there's a part of me that says, look, there's a point to that, but 
the fact of the matter is, is like there were moments that he was actually still playing this season. And what we got out of him was just not great. Now, if he showed and we, we kind of looked back at that, at least Giles looked back at that game in uh, February where the wild one in the shootout with Dubnik and net, and he was just average. And it's like, if he can just provide that, Wild might get through this a little bit, but what we can't have is goals that are allowed from really low danger areas of the ice because that's what's going to come his way. With the the Wild system, it is going to be low danger chances. I mean, he's going to have to make some great saves here and there too, but uh, for the most part, he's got to stop those, and that's where he's suffered the most. And not just this year too. Like over the last couple of years, he's uh, he has uh, he's done an I guess iffy job at keeping like the pucks from like the low percentage areas of the net from going in. Like that has been a that has been an issue for Dubnik. Right. More on this topic when we come back. You're listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony guiding the ship here as we're breaking down potential goalie controversy or whether or not really there should be one with the, uh, in regards to the Minnesota wilds goaltending situation, as they get ready to face off against the Vancouver Canucks as part of the qualifying round series in the uh, NHL's return to play format. So again, I want to get back to the question that I, I posed to you in the last segment, Tony, do do you default to stay I mean, I, I think he's, performed well in the scrimmage at least and from it sounds like all week at at training camp but do you just default to him basically because he was the guy that got you there and not really even just kind of basically forgetting that there's been four months in between the last time any of these teams played together um so i'm a little torn on that i i I think that i i think whatever where i'm at is that i would probably start him in game one unless uh either dubnik or, or kakinen just completely outperform him in training camp but i would probably you know put it on a very short leash i think uh, i think what you got with Stalock is that you got mostly uh solid goalie play from him and then like he would be prone to like the really bad game right right yeah um, the the last one he started uh, was kind of a, a must-win game for Minnesota down the stretch. Now it ended up not mattering because 24 teams made the playoffs. But right, yeah. uh, if they had cut off everything at 16 teams, right, uh, mm-hmm. cut them off at the 16-team playoff, uh, Minnesota would have missed the playoffs by one point, and that would have been partially because you know they tapped him to start against the uh, Los Angeles Kings on the road. A not very good Kings team either. Like no, um, no, it was it was a it was actually a pretty brutal game by the entire team. But yeah, he was not great in that one. Uh, but he allowed six goals there, and then uh, yeah. and then uh, I remember uh, the game uh, against Florida. If uh, if if I recall right, I, I think that was him in the net when uh, they lost on that last minute goal. Yeah, yeah, I uh, remember that one in regulation. Uh, something like that can't happen. I was at that game too, man. My head went back so fast or so fast uh, in my seat. Soul crushing. Um, you know, there, I'm looking through his game logs now. He gave up a five spot to Carolina, gave up six goals to, uh, to Winnipeg. Uh, 
uh, five goals to an admittedly good Boston team. But those are games you can't be having very much of when you're being relied on uh, as the, the starting goaltender for a playoff team. And uh, it should also be said, right, that uh, that uh, Dubnik has also had some uh, some pretty <laughs> bad games this year uh, where he's given up a lot of goals. And I'm not saying that as an argument to start Staylock over Dubnik um, because, like I said, I, I would start him game one. But I like I said, I would keep him on a short leash. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, I would say, like, give him a chance. Give him the net for game one. But if it goes awry, you don't have time to try to have him let him figure it out. And so here comes my next question, then. Do you go immediately from Staylock to Dubnik, who's obviously the the, the longer-in-a-tooth vet, or do you go right to the kid in Kakinen, who is the AHL goalie of the year? Man, if if I see the Minnesota Wild down one nothing after a game where uh, Vancouver just, like, runs uh, Staylock out of the building, mm-hmm. I do think that I go Capo Kakinen. You know, I I would agree. I would – it's it's a big stage to th- and a big ass to thrust onto the kid, but it's – there's no better training right now, you know? Like, right. if you want to be able to handle NHL goaltending, like, here you go. Um, we know that you're good. Uh, you've played well for us in the in the short stint that you were uh, with us up in this um, – uh, up earlier this season uh, where you even almost went for the empty net too. But that was um, – <laughs> God, how cool would that be if he scored a goal in the playoffs? That would be so B.A. Uh, but um, – I just don't know, obviously without really seeing Dubnik, that I am so willing to just give Dubnik the shot. I mean, there's definitely a, sh- a chance that he can come in and, uh, you know, he just he is is unworldly. But uh, I'm not – I just don't have the confidence in him like I would with like a at least an unknown – a shot in the dark. I mean, we've seen goaltenders come out of nowhere. We've seen Bennington. We've seen um, Matt Murray kind of come out and, and play even as, as younger rookies. And uh, you know, it's like I said, it's a big stage for Kakinen, but all you do and all you need sometimes is just enough out of your goaltenders to keep you afloat and then uh, just get hot to the point where you can steal a couple of games. And I think that, uh, I think that Kakinen has kind of earned it in his own way too. he, he had a uh, he had a nine twenty seven save percentage in the AHL this year, mm-hmm. um, where he looked uh, he looked really good, especially the second half of the season. We're talking about how uh, how Stalock had a solid uh, stretch run of the year. Oh my gosh! Uh, from in the second half of of Kakinen's season, he was like a nine fifty save percentage. Yeah, goal. Was... he was absolutely off the charts. And like like I said, like in his own way, just you know, uh, doing his time in the minors. I think he's sort of earned his way um, into, if not, you know, a playoff start, right? At least an opportunity if things go wrong. And then here's the other thing, too, if you're Minnesota. You have absolutely nothing to lose, nothing on the line this uh, this postseason. Right. Uh, this is a team that nobody expected to make the playoffs this offseason. And, of course, mm-hmm. like... That stretched a little bit, right? When you have twenty-four teams, that's a that's a big old asterisk on that, right? Uh, right, and, and and that's understandable. But here's the thing: uh, I I looked at an athletic poll that uh, Dom Loose Chicken 
uh, put on uh, on uh, in an article this week, and he polled every franchise on how many like what percentage of each fan base wants to win uh, the qualifying round in this postseason, and seventy three percent said they don't want to see Minnesota win. Wow! Uh, so three fourths of your fan base don't care if you win or not, and will probably get wow. mad at you if you do win. Uh, so that's I guess in that incredible. case you should state, yeah, I know that's wild too. I wanna, I wanna know what the players think about that. I'd be afraid Jeez. to ask though. Um, that's some shade. Holy crap! <laughs> but but three fourths of your fan base don't even want to see you win. So you know what? Throw out the kid if he if he succeeds right, uh, you know at the first sign of trouble from from Stalock, throw out the kid. If he succeeds, then you know what? I I think that's at least something for for fans to be happy about, like seeing like oh yeah we got this kid Kapokakinen. He stepped mm-hmm. up. Uh, Wild were down one nothing. He he comes in and he throws three shutouts and the Wild right. advance. Like that's <laughs> right. that's that's a thing that you can use to sell hope for yourself. Right. If like Devin Dubnik kind of lucks into three games uh, of you know three wins, um, yep. like you're not going to feel as good about that either. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. So final question then: Do you think that there's a goalie controversy at this point? And then I'm going to double back on that. With what we've just discussed, do you think that maybe there should be one? And I, and I say that, do you, do you think that there should be one? Is saying that I think all signs are pointing that Staylock gets game one, but do you think that really should be more in question than than it really is right now? Um, So maybe not starts game one should be okay. in question. I, I think that he probably has you know, earned whatever right to start game one in. Okay. But I think that I, I think, like I said, like he's got, he's got a short hook, you know, if he loses a game two to one and it goes into overtime or whatever, and you know, he faces a lot of shots. Uh, I'm not going to be like, well, you lost game one, Alex, so you can't start game two. I'm not going to be like that. But like, if he gets kind of, if he looks bad, right. If he's mm-hmm. giving up, if he's giving up weak goals, uh, then, like, yeah, I think that there should be a, a pretty big controversy because if if you don't have Staylock going right, um, you've got like you've got Dubnik, and I think that uh, Dubnik is uh, is a proud uh, guy. You know, he takes a lot of pride in his game and stuff like that. Right. I think that he probably wouldn't take it particularly well. Not that like he'd mm-hmm. be a disruption or a distraction, but like um, I, I I think that's a I think that's a, a I think it's pretty controversial to not <laughs> roll with Dubnik as your second option and start, like, uh, a sure. 23-year-old rookie in his place. Uh, so I think that uh, I think that's kind of a controversy in itself, you know? Okay. Well, I think we'll leave off on that just because uh, that was a good answer in itself. So, Tony, where can we find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at Tony. You can find my work at zonecoverage.com. And you can find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15 and follow my work on Fridays on ZoneCoverage.com. That's going to do it for today's show of Locked on Wild. Please hit the subscribe button so that your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. 
Also, please support our sponsors because they support us. RockAuto.com. At RockAuto.com. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your goalie controversies every day.